Welcome to Battery Insiders, your podcast providing you insights in the fascinating world of batteries. Hosted by Pavia Cha and Simon Engelke. And we're back. Welcome, Simon, and welcome, James. It is so wonderful to have you here um, to reflect with us on our conversation that we just had earlier today with a wonderful group of people. Uh, so, Simon, I'm going to start with you. Um, James gave us a lot of food for thought. What did you think? Yeah, I loved it. Um, I think it was really one of these sessions, which um, at least for me personally, gave me lots of food for thought and I think new concepts. And also, I mean, it was, you know, for people who have been following us for a while, it was one of these requested sessions, like James Frith from Bloomberg New Energy Finance, Bloomberg NEF has been requested multiple times before. So we knew we were in for a treat. And, you know, I mean, I've been following you for some time, so it's, it's always fantastic um, to see your work. And yeah, for me, really, what really stuck with me was your kind of anecdote in a way, how we started off the session with um, lithium really being the, the new oil and kind of talking about the geopolitical situation. Also, of course, very you know, time sensitive right now with Afghanistan, but also all around the world, how this kind of, you know, also kind of changes maybe the perspective on, on, on the raw materials to lithium and how lithium ion batteries and how crucial they are. So James, um, you know, good to have you here also in the reviewer in the reflection. Any thoughts from your side on the session? Yeah, perfect. And, and, and great to be here. And, and thanks for kind of inviting me to um, yeah, the session itself. It was, it was, it was really um, kind of fun to take part. And I think, you know, my first note is actually from my side of things, first time for using Clubhouse. So I feel like I've kind of been brought into the future again. I feel like maybe I was, I was getting left behind slightly. So um, yeah, good, 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 good to kind of take part in that. Um, I, yeah, I mean, like kind of lots of things to take away. I suppose the two things that probably stick out and um, is this question that actually comes up a lot at the moment when you're talking to some of the cell manufacturers in Europe is, um, you know, actually one of the biggest difficulties we're probably going to face over the next kind of five or 10 years when it comes to um, kind of supply chains full stop and, and raw materials is actually how big is demand going to be? Are we going to kind of outstrip, you know, where we expect it's going to be or, or you know, perhaps actually on the, this is what people don't talk about. Perhaps on the other side, perhaps demand is going to be lower. Um, you know, I think I'm probably on the more bullish side, but, 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 but we'll wait and uh, test that theory. Um, and then actually one of the kind of points that came up in the discussion um, afterwards on um, second life batteries, and I think it's, you know, it's just as we we're getting to the end of it, um, and just this question on even, you know, will there be a second life industry? And people are pretty vocal on that um, at the moment. I think you have two camps uh, and you're either one or the other. Um, I feel like I'm in the minority trying to sit on the fence. Uh, so we'll see how that develops as well. Yeah, the past two years, um, my work in batteries has actually been focused on second life. So I have a causing a bit of a giggle here. No, it's so funny. Um, yeah, the dilemma is definitely real. I used to sit in the minority as well. But when you're around a group of people who fall in a particular camp, you end up kind of understanding their point of views a lot more. But no, that's, that's interesting for sure. Um, I have to, I'm going to come clean. Like, I love that you were talking about everything right now going on geopolitically. Um, I, my background is actually international relations before it was batteries. Uh, so funny that batteries, I can even consider that part of my background now. Um, and yeah, so international relations is really important. Obviously, it plays a huge role um, in batteries, in supply chain, in security of supply chain. And there's just a lot coming out right now about what 
the resources available in Afghanistan are beyond lithium as well. And it just seems like all of a sudden, everybody's talking about this country from so many different dynamics, perspectives. Um, it's set, all of a sudden become very critical for like so many industries. And maybe it's been the case all along, but I will say like that has not come up in the past two to three years for me, whether it's been for batteries or um, other industries such as pharmaceuticals. Um, what are your thoughts and what do you think, what do you have any thoughts on like the current situation and like what we in the battery industry need to be looking out for as the situation like pans out? I mean, so much of this will happen in like business meetings now and all. And I, I imagine that, you know, it's going to be an extensive conversation, but I don't know any like current, very much in the moment thoughts on that. Well, I mean, my, my, my first thought that there is, like actually coming from an international relations perspective and then coming into the battery industry is pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I think that's <laughs> definitely relevant and goes back to, you know, one of the other discussion points um, just around, you know, if you want to get into the battery industry, what should you do? And actually it's that thing of like, increasingly everything's going to be part of the battery. Industry. Just start reading, just start reading, <laughs> just start reading join conversations like this. <laughs> um, no, definitely. And, and, and I mean, actually, yeah, to your point, it is, Kind of odd that this resource question in, in, in Afghanistan hasn't come up until suddenly everyone's pulling out and they're like, well, what about the resources? Um, but, you know, I, I think for the battery industry, you know, the potential of having lithium in, in, in Afghanistan, you know, is not a kind of short term thing anyway to develop those resources. You're looking kind of years down the line. But I think it touches on the broader context, really, in the battery industry around. Um, Kind of, you know, the ethics of procuring raw materials, whether it's, um, you know, if it was lithium that was coming from, from Afghanistan or, you know, as we've seen in the past um, with cobalt. And I think more broadly as well, right. that there's a push nowadays to try and, you know, and, and I'm sure this goes beyond just the battery industry that I'm less aware of, but to try and um, not just kind of pillage raw materials from a country and take it somewhere at somewhere else to add value you know we, we've seen in indonesia where they've brought in export bans on nickel so that they can add more value in country and bring more of the kind of you know value from those supply chains that nickel serves to their you know yeah to indonesia we saw a kind of failed attempt i guess with lithium in chile where um, the chilean government offered um kind of lower you know lower royalty fees if companies were buying lithium and then um, kind of converting it to cathode material within the country. Um, there were a couple of companies who put forward plans for that and, and actually kind of nothing's come so far. But, you know, I think from, from many angles, really kind of going to the lithium ion battery industry could also be about leveling up um, kind of globally, you know, and not necessarily just take, 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 taking the raw materials and taking it somewhere else. You know, we could make this a much more sustainable value chain and a much more ethical value chain. And I think we'll probably see companies, some companies doing that. I think kind of when it comes to perhaps um, making the lowest cost batteries for the, you know, the most cost sensitive applications, you won't focus on that. But, you know, hopefully we start to see a kind of a range of approaches there um, and, and kind of companies, particularly the automotive companies, considering the kind of ESG criteria, you know, more generally as part of the offering that they have for EVs. Um, but perhaps, uh, you know, I suspect maybe I'm overstepping my mark as a battery scientist here and, you, you know, you can uh, rebuke some of those comments. 
<laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. I think all good food for thought and um, a good like it's actually like literally good food for thought, right? Like rather than the way I think the perspective you're bringing is how do we keep it sustainable? How do we not? Um, and that just doesn't apply only to Afghanistan, but across the world as we find and identify um, areas with certain types of resource, how do you kind of pay it back within that community and support that effort? So, um, no, I appreciate it. Any thoughts on that, Simon? Or Yeah, no, I think, I mean, uh, I just want to really appreciate this, you know, this, um, this, these examples also in Indonesia. And I think it's, it's something which, I mean, I think building up a localized supply chain and really you know, creating like, you know, value locally. I think it's one of our, you know, which I think is really also deeply rooted in our work with battery associates, right? To kind of train people around the world, you know, on the battery MBA, I think so far we're over 25 to 30 countries. Um, so, you know, we have people participating and really the idea can be, you know, support people also through scholarship, et cetera, locally. And the same thing also, you know, knowledge, but also tools. I mean, you know, we have a couple of things um, to be announced. Also have like a battery map we have been developing, like essentially trying to map all of these different things really trying to democratize some of these information and knowledge and really trying to, you know, create also like, you know, I mean, like local resources, right? And I think in people, as we also have discussed, and I think it's just so, what always really humbles me is kind of all these, you know, amazing people joining these sessions and we're just so, so excited to learn and so excited to be part of this um, solution and is part of this movement. And I think this is just something which I'm, which always gets me optimistic, you know, when you have these people jumping and saying, but how can we do this here in my country and how can we do this there? And I think, you know, as long as we ask these questions and we have these platforms, exchanges and insights and, you know, and views, um, I think, you know, I see a lot of potential and I think we're going to have a really exciting future all ahead. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's been such an honor to be a part of that effort. I can't believe we're coming up on a year, but um, until then, I know we have a couple of more sessions lined up. Do you know what, where we're headed next? Uh, next Actually, week's battery revolution. Actually, I don't. So that's a, that's a, that's one. Of, it's going to keep right. exciting. Maybe, I mean, James, you don't have to answer, but if you have anyone you think, for example, you would think we should try, I mean, you know, it might take a bit longer than a week, but we always love to get recommendations from, from voices and from perspectives people like to hear from. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a few, a few people I could kind of um, throw out there. I mean, off the top of my head, and I don't know if they've done sessions even, um, you know, Matt Lacey um, at Scania, um, has lots of thoughts on the on the the, the battery industry. Um, Alderico Ulisi from um, Nissan as well. Uh, then if we go over the pond to the US, um, you know, Venkat um, certainly is doing some interesting things on the um, on the aerospace industry at the moment. Uh, you know, and, and kind of plenty more. I think um, we, we we could jump into. I think the other thing to add is, I mean, it's impressive as well. Kind of like doing this for 31 weeks, it shows kind of how much there is going on in the battery industry, how much exciting stuff there is to talk about. And I, I have a feeling that, um, you know, there's probably going to be many years of this to come. I think luckily, I always, oh, I always feel lucky in the battery industry that, you know, there are kind of two-year development cycles for new technology, and that doesn't seem to be slowing down yet. You know, we're seeing more and more kind of interesting things coming out of the industry, which, which gives me something to talk about, you know, you guys something to talk about. Um, and then, as we said, kind of the battery industry is, is touching on kind of more and more aspects of society, no longer just kind of battery scientists and, and miners, you know, it's now kind of international politics and um, 
kind of going into the sustainability and the ESG worlds as well. Yes. Wonderful. And I think with this, you know, I think we're going to wrap it up for today because of time, even though I know we would love to talk much longer. And I, I know, I feel like this conversation could continue. Okay. But yes. Next week. Until next week. All right. Bye. Bye bye.